Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Ed Robertson, welcome to TV Confidential Radio Talk Show about television that thanks you for making us part of your Memorial Day weekend celebration, whether you're on the road or enjoying a staycation. We thank you for bringing us along with you and hope your weekend is happy and safe. Later on this hour, we will play part two of a conversation that began last week with George Stevens Jr. George Stevens Jr., founder of the American Film Institute and the Kennedy Center Honors and the son of legendary filmmaker and Academy Award-winning director and producer George Stevens. We will ask George how he came to found the American Film Institute. We'll also talk about some of the other projects he's done in the third act of his career, including directing Sidney Poitier in the Emmy Award-winning miniseries Separate But Equal, and a whole lot more. Play part two of our conversation with George Stevens Jr. later on in this hour. You'll stay tuned for that. This being Memorial Day weekend, our second hour will include an encore presentation of a conversation that aired in May 2020 with our friend Marvin J. Wolf. Marv Wolf, author, journalist, screenwriter, novelist, raconteur, and a U.S. Army veteran who served more than 13 years active duty, including a combat tour in Vietnam before returning to the U.S. in 1973 and embarking on a very successful career as a freelance writer and photojournalist. Mars' book, They Were Soldiers, profiles about 50 men and women from various walks of life who served in Vietnam one way or another, one of whom, by the way, is Academy Award-winning director Oliver Stone. Mars' book hopes to shatter the perception about Vietnam veterans that has persisted over the past four decades. We will play our conversation with Marv Wolf in our second hour. We hope to stay tuned for that as well. In the meantime, and speaking of George Stevens, and particularly with regard to Giant, this weekend being Memorial Day weekend, many of us are beginning to travel more and are particularly looking for interesting sights to see in the U.S. With that in mind, we will begin our program by bringing you a conversation that was recorded in February 2020 with a man named John Cerny. John is a commercial artist who has worked with ad agencies, businesses, television writers and producers, and such legends as Wayne Gretzky and the late John Candy over the past 30 years. That is the Clark Kent side of John's career. The Superman side of John's career are the larger than life. And when I say larger than life, I literally mean larger than life. I'm talking giant 16, 18 foot high cutout art murals that dot the landscape of some 28 states across the United States, particularly and particularly the highways of California and the Midwest. John's pieces include a portrait of James Dean that welcomes visitors to the XPCA in Monterey County, California, where we are heard on KSEO and KOMY, as well as a mural of George Harrison in Benton, Illinois, a mural of Amelia Earhart in her hometown of Atchison, Kansas, Flying Saucers in Roswell, New Mexico, 
and the multimedia tribute to the epic James Dean, Rock Hudson, Elizabeth Taylor motion picture, Giant, Giant, directed by George Stevens, that appears on Highway 90 in Marfa, Texas. The Giant Marfa mural, by the way, was in some respects a collaboration between John and former monkey Michael Nesmith. We'll talk about that and more in just saying first, John Surdy, welcome to TV Confidential. Thanks, Ed. Welcome. Well, nice to meet you. We'll talk about the giant Marfa exhibit in just a second, but just learning a little bit about your backstory. What what I found interesting is that clearly you not only found your muse, but you found a particular niche that makes you stand out from most other artists across the country. But what what interested me the most is you did not originally set out to be an artist. You You originally... Uh, sought a career in agriculture. Well, you know, I, I was a, a floundering high school graduate. Um, I had a, I happened to have a bunch of friends whose parents owned produce companies, lettuce companies in particular, in uh, Salinas Valley. So I got a job out of high school, just working at the lettuce cooler, putting lettuce, driving a forklift, doing all that stuff. You know, I was making good money. I think at the time, I really didn't have any direction, but it was nice to have a nice job to make money. I was making more money than, my, you know, my buddies were already going off to college and all that. And uh, um, my parents didn't push me, so they were going through their own divorce battles, and uh, it, their focus was elsewhere. I had three brothers. So I, for seven or eight years, I did nothing but travel the lettuce circuit from Southern California to Slains Valley, down to El Centro, back and forth. Wherever lettuce grew, I went and uh, did that for seven or eight years. And then in my late 20s, well, actually around 26, 27, I had a kind of like an awakening. I said, I need to get serious about my life. So I went to college at that stage um, and took a couple of art classes just for fun uh, because I had dabbled in it a little bit in my spare time. But uh, that just slowly led me to where I am today, uh, meeting the right people, getting inspired by the right teachers, uh, the right breaks, all that just, you know, I couldn't, I couldn't have really planned it very carefully. I just went along with it because I got excited about art, and one thing led to another. Yeah, well, I have often found, and it, this isn't just with artists. This is with a lot of, you know, successful people, people who find, who, who discover their particular piece of ground and are able to build their career from it. A lot of times, what makes us unique we discover by accident. Yes. Yeah, and it was just like a switch was pushed, and, uh, and I didn't look at it realistically because who, what doesn't make any sense to say, oh, I want to be an artist and make a living at it. Well, man, you, you might find 1% or 2% of people who think that and actually end up doing it. But I, I had blinders on. I didn't, I didn't consider the practical side of it. I just loved doing it, and I figured, Eh, hey, I'm, if I'm getting better and better, it'll just work out. <laughs> it just happened that it did. It certainly did. I understand that your first mural, so to speak, uh, you did on, on on the front of your van. Yeah. <laughs> I, did, I did two vehicle paintings. I did a 
Steely Dan Can't Buy a Thrill album cover on the side of a van, and then I had a Toyota pickup, which I painted every square inch of it. Uh, in my free time when I was working in the produce industry, I'd put James Dean in my hood, Clint Eastwood with a gun on the side, and stuff like that. I would just th throw it out there, whatever stuck. And uh, But I got excited because that was my first foray into public art, really. I'm driving along the road, and some I'm forgetting about it, and people are giving me the thumbs up and they're driving by. Wow, they appreciated what I did. And I think I kind of got hooked on that, you know, the public seeing my art. You can see some of John's art at johncernymurals.com, johncernymurals.com. John Cerny, an artist whose artwork can best be described as giant cutout art ordinarily viewed from the comfort of your car. John's giant-sized murals dot the landscape of some 28 states across the United States and particularly along the highways of California and the Midwest, as we mentioned in our open. Some of John's murals include a mural of uh, former Beatle George Harrison in Benton, Illinois, a mural of Amelia Earhart in her hometown of Atchison, Kansas, and arguably his most famous mural is the tribute to James Dean and the epic-length Western drama Giant that appears about five miles outside Marfa, Texas along Highway 90, johncertymurals.com, johncertymurals.com for more to take a look at, uh, to, to get an idea of what John does, johncertymurals.com. Let me ask you this. Now, I'm just guessing, because to the extent I'm an artist, I like to ask this question of artists about how the, the germ of an idea you know where, where where it comes from. Now I'm I'm guessing that uh, um, I mean one one thing that uh, you know George Harrison and Amelia Earhart and uh, the, you know James Dean and the movie Giant have in, in common is that they're all icons. Do you start with particular icons that you liked, or you know how how, how do you go about creating one of your giant cutout murals? Well, you mentioned George Harrison, and that was a really rapid ascent from the idea to the, uh, the fruition of it. I was driving down the road hearing, listening to Sirius XM radio, actually Flash Phelps on Sirius, on 60s on 6, and he was telling <laughs> the story about George, uh, George Harrison being the very first Beatle to visit America. I didn't know that. I thought when they were on the, Johnny, uh, on the Ed, Ed Sullivan show in 64 that that was the first trip for all of them, but it wasn't. Uh, George visited his sister. Uh, the year before, uh, this fall of uh, 1963. Huh. So I was instantly fascinated by that. Wait a minute, why don't I know this? I'm a Beatles <laughs> fan. So I go home, I do heavy research for two hours. I'm looking at every video or story about that. Okay, and then, and then within that two hours, I knew that was a mural. That was a mural I'm going to do. Now, what I try and do is try, I give it away. I donate it. I figure the city would jump all over it because that's their baby. That's their, their claim to fame. George was here. George slept here for a couple of weeks. Um, but I also try and get some, uh, uh, my expenses covered, my travel expenses, my gas, my uh, hotel bills coming into from California to uh, Illinois because I have to drive all the stuff mm -hmm. in my scaffolding and all the plywood and all that in my tr truck and trailer. So, it, you know, it, it's, a, it's a bit of a work. Here I am donating a $20,000 mural and I'm thinking, eh, that's not too much to ask for them to pay maybe $1,500 of my travel expenses. It, it became a thing for the city council to prove that. 
they didn't see the plus side of that. Uh, at least the old timers didn't. So it actually got shut down uh, the first week after they started discussing it. Well, people in the city had caught wind of that, and a radio station and, and uh, people in the newspaper, they, they were upset with the uh, council members. Wait a minute, what are you doing? This guy's giving us a free mural yeah. on the highway. It'll draw people to our town. Well, within another week, the guy backed off, and they accepted my uh, invitation, uh, my offer of a free mural, and they'd pay my roughly $1,500, which I said, I'll cap it at that. It won't be any more than that. I won't surprise you with anything, and that's what happened. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking of like um, – I'm, I'm blanking on the name of the magazine that the AAA publishes, but th- there are all sorts of little out-of-the-way destinations uh, that uh, if you're planning a trip or, or, or if, if you or your family particularly like to drive, little out-of-the-way things to check out. And, and I understand that that's part of your thinking when you put one of your murals together to sort of – at least when you when you think in terms of where to place it, and once you work out the logistics with the community and, and, and whatnot, try to find a location that you may not expect a giant size uh, cutout of of the uh, fifty one Ford Deluxe that Rock Hudson drove in in Giant, <laughs> but you know to uh, and, and and all of a sudden it puts that stretch of roadway on the map. You bet, and what a lucky break I got in Marfa. Um, you're right in that. I want the. I always request the, the, the Chamber of Commerce of the city give me a spot, find me a farmer or rancher who's got some property about about three or four or five miles outside of town. I don't want it next to the city park in town. I don't want it next to the Chamber of Commerce. I want it. Uh, I want to surprise the driver as you're driving down the road. You're lulled into your thinking or whatever you're your groceries you're buying that night, where you're going to eat dinner. I want you to be surprised by it. So I needed to be uh, outside of town in the middle of nowhere. And the one in Marfa, um, I just happened to find the rancher where the actual film was, the movie was filmed. This guy had purchased this ranch, well, maybe 10 years ago, uh, this wealthy family in Texas, and they were proud of the heritage that the movie was filmed on their ranch. And they still have the windmill from Giant that James Dean crawled up on. Um, and it's only 100 feet from the mural. So this guy, when he caught wind that this artist from California wanted to do this mural based on the movie Giant, he jumped all over it, and he actually ended up paying me, uh, uh, helping me out financially with the whole project. It was the best situation possible. We're talking to John Cerny. John's murals, John's giant-sized murals, can be seen along the uh, highways and byways of about 28 states across the United States, particularly the highways of California and the Midwest. John's most recent mural, and arguably his most famous, is the tribute to James Dean and the epic movie Giant that appears along Highway 90, about five miles away from Marfa, Texas. Uh, calendar year 2020, which is when this conversation with John was originally recorded. Obviously, it is May 2022 as this conversation airs. Marks the 60th anniversary of the death of James Dean, also the 60th anniversary of when Giant was filmed in Marfa, Texas. Stay with us, folks. We'll be right back. One more item for our listeners in Northern California. Our friend Robert Crane will be in conversation with commercial artist John Cerny at the Triton Museum of Art, 1505 Warburton Avenue in Santa Clara on Saturday, November 18th, beginning at 12 noon. John Cerny, of course, nationally renowned artist whose larger-than-life 
works of art are often meant to be viewed from a distance. Some of John's works are currently on display at the Triton Museum of Art. The event with John Cerny and Robert Crane is free, open to the public, including free parking, and will include drinks and light snacks. For more information, tritonmuseum.org forward slash events, tritonmuseum.org forward slash events. We mentioned at the top of the program that the giant Marfa mural in Marfa, Texas also includes a multimedia element. Uh, if, if you stop to check out the mural and get close enough to take a selfie or a photo with your family, you will hear music coming out of the 51 Ford Deluxe, and that music is, uh, comes from Michael Nesmith and the First National Band. For more on John and his murals, johncernymurals.com, johncernymurals.com. Our conversation with John was originally recorded in February 2020, about 18 months before the death of Michael Nesmith. How'd you get Mike Nesmith involved? Michael lives in Carmel Valley, about uh, 20 miles from me. I didn't know that, um, but I, I'm, I'm friends with a, a woman who was a former assistant to him. Mm-hmm. I'd done a mural for her and her husband in Carmel Valley, and uh, he saw it, and they, they got to talking. He'd seen my work over the years. I didn't know that, and uh, she showed him a mock-up I had of the Marfa project, uh, the car, uh, James Dean, and the mansion from the movie, and his first thought was, well, that car's got to have music coming out of it. <laughs> it's got to be a multi, multi, multi-dimensional um, uh, art experience. Yeah. Ask him if he'll, uh, if that, what, he, what he thinks about that. Well, she came back to me. I hadn't met him yet. She came back to me and said, Michael thinks that he should have music. <laughs> and my first thought is, well, how the hell do I do that? <laughs> that's, not, that's, that's a little out of my realm of expertise. Yeah. And she said, well, he says he'd pay for it. Wow. Okay, we'll make that work somehow. And that's what happened. We had lunch. We talked about it. He didn't ask that his music be um, involved in the uh, in the soundtrack coming out of the uh, the mural. But when I started researching, oh, let's say I wanted to have uh, El Paso by Marty Robbins. Mm-hmm. So I looked up their, their estate. Well, they wanted to charge me $1,000 to have uh, El Paso play on the loop of all the music I wanted. It's kind of a southwestern country, Texas mm-hmm. kind of music I wanted. Well, I wasn't going to be able to afford twenty-five dollars or $30,000 to be paying all these, you know, all these foundations to, for the artists who, who have since passed on. I just said, well, you know, Michael, how about we just have all your music? And you're from, he's from Dallas. Yes. Uh, he has a, his music for, with the First National Band was a, definitely a, 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 a pop Western kind of a feel to it. And uh, it worked for me. He says, you bet, you can have it all. I don't care. I don't, I'm not asking for it, but whatever you want to use. So I went through all his collection of uh, music, picked out about 27, 28 songs, and it's on a loop. Uh, playing all, uh, I think it goes off at midnight and comes starts back up at seven in the morning. One of my favorite albums of his is Magnetic South. Well, very good. Yeah. Uh, no, I just I just picked out, I just played them all three or four times, all, all his albums which they sent to me, and I just thought, wow, I never heard that one. So that one of those one I'd never heard made it on there, and uh, the band members from the uh, were excited that they're part of this thing which will live for years. You know, my murals don't last. There, it's not like a bronze statue in a, in a park. It's not going to last 8,500 years. Yeah. It's going to last 10, 12, 15 years. And then the elements will take over, mm-hmm. and uh, it'll revert back to the earth. But, but in the meantime, during the next 10, 12 years, if, you're, if, if you happen to be driving along Highway 90 uh, towards Marfa, Texas, you can check out the uh, giant 
Marfa Mural by John Cerny. Our guest this segment, for more on John, johncernymurals.com, johncernymurals.com. Just just listening to you talk about how Nesmith got involved, in a, and this goes back to you know the way artists work sometimes. Not only is there's a pure collaborative effort when you're making music or making art in this in in this sense, but a lot of times it's there's some kismet involved in that uh, you never know where an idea will come from, and you never know uh, what it will take to put that idea together. And obviously, it did in the, in the case of Giant Marfa. Yeah, I mean. It- Every one of my uh, murals has a has kind of a unique little twist. Uh, I got a call from a woman whose mother was my fourth grade teacher in Salinas back in 1964. She was a rancher in Oklahoma now with her husband. And just having the conversation with her on the phone, I'm thinking, Oklahoma, I don't have anything in Oklahoma. I said, do you have property? Is your ranch right along the highway? And it happened to be, yes, it was. So within three months, I had a mural in Oklahoma. Uh, revolving around cattle. Uh, that was my only, that's all they cared about, making it around cattle. So I devised a mural that was uh, that works for them and that I could have fun with. And uh, that's how some, some of them happen, just a weird phone call, a weird email. I'm always on the lookout for a new state. So if I get a call from someone in Wisconsin, wow, got nothing up there. And I will get them going and, and looking for me. Uh, that's how they happen sometimes. If you if uh, if if you're with the Chamber of Commerce, if you want to collaborate with uh, John, you can contact John through his website, johncerneymurals.com. Johncerneymurals.com. We'll talk some more with John after this quick timeout. We are the real Brady, Brady Bros. Brady Brothers from the TV show Brady Bunch. I'm Barry Williams. And I'm Christopher Knight. I played Greg. And uh, who were you again? I played Peter. We've decided that we're going to do a podcast around episodes of the Brady Bunch. We're going to use it as a prism to look back to our experience doing the show and why the Brady Bunch is still popular. Have a sunshine day. We are the real Brady Brady Bros. Here on TV Confidential. Be part of our conversation. If you like what you hear, have thoughts on this week's program, or have an idea for a future edition of TV Confidential, we'd love to hear from you. You can email us at talk at tvconfidential.net, talk at tvconfidential.net. You can also message us at facebook.com forward slash tvconfidential, x.com forward slash tvconfidential, or at TV Confidential on Instagram. And if you're listening to us on the TV Confidential podcast, please be sure to hit the subscribe button. This portion of TV Confidential is brought to us by our friends at Front Porch Realty, the community of realtors in the Northern Bay area of California that is committed to finding the solution that is best for their clients. Whether you're a first-time home buyer or looking to sell or lease your property in Northern California, call Karen Strain at 415-886-7411 or visit frontporchrealtygroup.com for more information on how they can help you.